0: just think we were prepared you know one thing my uh my trainer he told me he said what did he say he just told us to be
1: prepared it's always doubt with us every year and it's like oh well the saints can't do this because something or you know drew's gone and it oh, i don't i don't i'm the wrong person to ask because i don't care and i'm coming in every year to think that we're gonna be the shit. what up
2: welcome back To Black and Gold BS, the Irreverent Saints podcast from Boot Crew Media, presented by uh, Royal Honda, the uh, the preferred Honda dealership of Papa John Haspel, one of our guests today. We've got a, you know, the Saints. The Saints might be uh, just a big walking wet fart on offense, but uh, Black and Gold BS has some. BDE, some big dad energy today as Sean Haspel and myself, Jacob Krasno, are joined by our dads, Gary Krasno and John Haspel. We uh, we had the dads on for a special Father's Day episode, and we've brought you back to maximize chaos now that. By
1: popular uh, demand, right?
2: The, yes.
1: The, 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 the yes. request. We're just overflowing, right? Okay.
2: Yes, John. Our viewer has spoken.
1: <laughs> they. I was going to ask you want... about. That.
2: <laughs> we have more than one viewer, more than one listener. I hope do we don't have me... any viewers. If we have
0: viewers, do you... then I. We well, think... <laughs> have too, because it's J- John and I. I mean, who else? Hey, right. To
1: you? I want to know. Do you send them thank you notes or what? They're on the payroll. Yeah, Okay.
2: (laughs) our viewer is actually a click farm in Bangladesh.
1: All right.
2: Okay, so the Saints are terrible on offense. (laughs) We lost 22 to 14 to the Panthers on Sunday, a team that had lost nine in a row. Um, (laughs) Jameis Winston allegedly has a broken back, seems incapable of doing anything other than chuck the ball 40 yards down the field. To Chris Olave. Yes, and most of the time, inaccurately. Uh, we can't score. Our running backs are fumbling. We're wasting a good defense. Um, what the hell is going on with this team? Um, who, who wants to go first? Papa John, you want to go first?
1: Sure, sure, sure. You know, um, right now, I really am kind of aggravated at Dennis Allen. He's got the perfect opportunity right now to see what um, Andy Dalton can do. You know, uh, the man has four cracked—was it vertebrae—and he says he's okay. I mean, God didn't give you all these vertebrae. uh, You know, they gave them to you for a reason. And when four of them are cracked, you obviously can't be at optimum condition. And why, why Dennis Allen continues to? To. Back his quarterback and say, well, you know, uh, he's fine. You know, we all have to play better. I don't understand why he doesn't give Dalton a shot. Dalton seemed I what in preseason he looked okay. Uh, What does he have to lose?
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a great point, Dad. I mean, Um, I I think I had mentioned this to to you uh, earlier, Jacob, that uh, it's, it's, it's always a big, like macro decision when a a football team at any level decides to bench their starting quarterback. Um, But let me interject, Sean, but he has the perfect, he's got the
1: perfect, he's got the perfect, he's got the perfect reason to bench. Exactly.
3: That's where, that's where I was headed is that, in normal circumstances, when right. a quarterback is benched, it's almost like getting publicly demoted. Um, and there's so much gravitas that comes with being uh, the starting quarterback of any football team, especially at the NFL level. I mean, by in most occasions, you're the literal face of the franchise as, I mean, obviously Drew Brees was for 15-plus years here. Uh, Jameis, like, didn't just walk into that role by default. But but if a quarterback is benched because of injury, no one really, like, looks at him sideways. Like, sure, a quarterback um, controversy, so to speak, like, could always develop if the back end comes up. Uh, the back backup comes in and, and and just kills it and wins a bunch of games and the vibes are good. And, and then one of those situations could arise where the – both like internally within the team and then in the fan base as a whole, there's like some questions like, well, um, should the starter even get his job back? I mean, like that's kind of what's going on in Dallas right now. And Jerry Jones basically said that's the situation he's hoping for the consummate showman, Jerry Jones. He's hoping that Cooper Rush plays so well that there's like a controversy whether Dak should get his starting job back or not. But, um, and so, but for whatever reason, Dennis Allen and the offensive staff, um, and the medical staff, uh, are unwilling <laughs> to um, force Jameis to rest and heal up, um, because obviously, no, we we know that like these football players. I mean, they've got this kind of like hardo mentality that. They will play if they can walk uh, for the most part. And Jameis is like clearly in pain. And um, I mean, I think one of the sideline reporters was saying uh, during the Panthers game that uh, his back injury has caused him to have some problems planting and driving off of his back foot when he in like in his passing motion, which I mean, you don't need to be like a quarterback mechanics guru to know that uh, that's like a pretty big deal and definitely uh, causes like all these chain reactions in your mechanics that lead to things like overthrowing balls and underthrowing balls and just being generally inaccurate and throwing interceptions like we've seen the last few weeks. So um, I don't know what Dennis Allen needs to see. and the offensive staff needs to see from Jameis to pull the plug. Him. But yeah, um, I mean, not pull the plug, but just like put him on ice, like literally uh, for for a few weeks to just heal up. Yeah, I mean, how do they expect him to heal? I mean, there's no way he's going ex- I mean, exactly. to heal. Exactly, they say that the injury can't get worse with playing, but like. I just can't imagine that that's true, and even he's if it's got to be tentative,
1: I mean, running, he's got you know it. it yes, it, it boggles my mind that that um, that Allen is is is, right. is so stubborn, and you know it's it's almost like being very right. selfish. That Jameis is being very selfish.
2: Right. So and like, like one thing, the
1: best interest in the team.
2: Yeah, one thing that I think is is contributing to the madness that's happening right now is the correct me if I'm wrong, but the team has yet to acknowledge that Jameis Winston has a broken back. Correct. Like they have not come out and said, because the, the report came from Jay Glazer, who is not a member of the saints organization. Uh,
1: like it would pro- deny it, Jacob. No, I don't it would probably
2: there, like maybe right. shut up some of the fans. If they came out and said, Jameis is in a, an extreme amount of pain. And, you know, some of the poor play is due to his injury and dealing with that, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Well, you like, know, today the medical staff prevented him from practicing. He wanted to practice. Yeah. The medical. Staff.
1: But now they sat him out he today. From him. what I understand, he didn't practice okay. today. He wanted to yeah. practice. today. No, he didn't the practice medical today. Staff wouldn't let him. So Let's see yeah, what um, happens tomorrow.
3: And, and I don't know, Jacob. I mean, that's a good point that I don't know if they've actually officially like said broken back. But, um, I mean, Jameis in his – I think it was the Tampa postgame presser referenced his back hurting. Um, And he is officially listed on the injury report um, with backslash ankle. So it's not some, like, super secret. And then I think he also threw in there that his, like, hip flexor is also hurt. So, like, what are we doing? (laughs) Like, he's literally at, like, all levels of his body nursing, like, injuries to varying degrees. So. Um, I I mean, I think,
0: yeah, he seems awfully good at hiding it though. I mean, the guy's getting, he's getting a shit beat out of him yeah, and yet I don't see him getting up and grimacing and rolling on the ground. So he's, he's doing a good job. I think the situation may be more ominous than this in that, now correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, you guys are the football experts, but isn't part of the quarterback's responsibility to identify what's going on with the defense and call out the protections.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And he's right.
0: getting hammered, so he's not doing a good job of that. He's so got that's no the other... That's, he's, he's not hitting no guys that are open, you know, the check down. So, I mean, You know, it's it's like maybe he just can't, you know, it's well, the Janus we feared. So that's but the other part fans. of the...
2: That's the other part of this, like, toxic gumbo that's... That we're all cons- forced to consume right now, that there are other things that he's not doing right, and it's hard to parse out what is due to the injury and what is due to him basically not being Drew Brees and not being able to do some <laughs> of these. Put
1: somebody else in there and see if uh, if those if those issues are, are, are still you know uh, yeah showing their ugly head. You know, in in his defense. He's not getting a lot of protection. I think we miss Armstead a lot more than I think. Uh, uh, oh, we need him more than I think they think they needed him. What's that? Yeah, Gary?
3: I, I, don't, I, I don't know if that's entirely anybody anybody's
0: blocking that well.
3: Yeah, I mean, they even run block are I, I mean, I think if you like read the reports and the guys who've broken down film the last few weeks, like the O line, um hasn't played like great uh, in a lot of instances. And certainly a few of the sacks have been on them, but uh, a lot of the sacks are on Jameis and like, he um, holds the ball too long. He holds the ball too long. And a lot of it is identifying blitzers. um, And a lot of, a lot of what Carolina was doing was sending like seven guys. So literally more guys in the O-line can block. And it's J it's, it's either the job of Jameis Winston to recognize that um, and check out of it. Or um, before the play, Pete Carmichael and the offensive staff to um, call either, like, two plays going into the huddle to have that optionality. So we don't know those things, but um, I definitely don't want to blame the O-line for a lot of these sacks. Um, I'm
1: not saying a lot of them, but,
3: you know, I I think, you know, He's not getting great protection. Right. Yeah. Right.
2: I, I tend to agree with Sean here that like the offensive lines talent and the, like their actual proficiency at the assignment that they're being given hasn't really been the problem in the first three games. It's more of the execution of the scheme and teams being able to find ways around it and our like inability to adjust. And that's, what's leading to the pressure. Yeah. Um, And that's a problem that trickles down from whoever is supposed to be making these audibles at the line of scrimmage, whether it's Eric McCoy or Jameis and also the coaching staff.
1: Yeah. McCoy did not have a great game. A couple of penalties and right.
3: Yeah. So honestly, and that's, what's been the most frustrating thing. And like of these last few weeks, uh, especially in the context of, are like now apparently like very foolishly optimistic like preseason predictions this team is that kind of our our optimism about this season which i thought was like very logically based was like based on the like <laughs> the premise that the the defense would be uh Better than we last the year. the same from last year, even though we're replacing what ended up being three starters in the secondary. And they've done that, to be honest. Um, they, they had some rough moments, especially in the running game against the Falcons, but they absolutely played well enough um, to win these last two weeks. So, honestly, no complaints about the defense. The pass I, rush well, has been a little lacking. but Pass rush. They're not.
0: Yeah, and they're not making any – they haven't made any, like, game-changing. Like,
3: That's right. But at the end and of the no, day, it was it was a and time they got a huge
0: year. they got a huge assist this week from Baker Mayfield. That was one of the worst performances by a quarterback that I've seen in a long
3: time. Right. True. But I mean, I mean he was missing like, receivers by multiple yards. To do about that.
1: Well, I realize <laughs> that this team that this 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 D line does not perform well against mobile quarterbacks. Well, and that's, that's when you with, have with Mariota.
3: Yeah right it's been that way for years but um but like the, the, the whole, whole point being, like, the defense is like up. the defense has played well enough for us to be 3 and 0 like i i I'm, yep. I'm like very confident 100% agree that. yeah uh, i do like, too. And remember like the the offense like we had a pick six against the uh we gave up a pick six against the bucks and um gave up a fumble six against a scoop and score against the panthers to say nothing of all the short fields they got placed on and the other turnovers that weren't necessarily um, like immediate scores. But so on the offensive side of the ball, we assumed that uh, the offensive line would have average health. Uh, Last year, just, they were just decimated by injuries, COVID, et cetera. um, Pretty much like starting week one. Um, But assuming average offensive line health and the massive uh, injection of receiving talent from the return of Mike Thomas, free agent signing of Jarvis Landry, and the drafting of Chris Lave this offseason. Um, And so with all those pieces in place, I think – I guess we took – apparently took for granted that Jameis would play at the same level – which was average by all accounts last season.
1: He played the first as five he, games, as yeah. he did
3: until he tore his ACL, he would come back and just be that same guy, which in my opinion was a pretty like reasonable expectation. You're like, okay, he's like learned under Peyton and Breeze for, uh, well, one year under, uh, under Drew and two years under Peyton. Peyton's gone, but the system's the same. And uh, so many of the other pieces around him in the offense are the same and the pieces that aren't, I mean, there were, like, almost, like, objective upgrades in so many key positions. So we expected last year's offense, which was bad, but, like, good enough to still go, what, six and two, with James is a starter? Um, five and, five, two. Five five and two. two. Five and two. Five and two. Yeah. To, to just to build from there. And it hasn't been that. Um, so been what's that, the common right? denominator. So, I mean, it's, if you're using logic, what's different about Jameis this year uh, physically his back injury uh, and the other in like assorted injuries. And then I guess you can look at coaching. Um, I was of the belief that, I mean, honestly, on both sides of the ball that, uh, hiring DA and, and promoting Pete Carmichael um, and a lot of the other uh, assistants that, that have been in place um, for five or so years since it, this last run of St. Success. Um, it would be a continuity of, of a winning culture and, and a, like a, an objectively winning scheme on both sides of the ball. But just um, so Carmichael I'm,
1: calling the offense and DA is calling the defense.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, But I'm worried now. I'm beginning to worry that there might be a bit of a substitute teacher dynamic at play where DA and Pete, they, I think Jacob used the metaphor that they're like cover band singers who know all the lyrics, but like, it's not the same thing. They're singing the exact same words, but without <laughs> the guy who made not it all go, the right notes, It's not hitting the right notes. And, uh, like, these guys just didn't forget how to coach overnight, but um, it's – it's I mean, something is off. I mean, Alvin Kamara said it after the game, like they didn't have they don't they didn't have the juice. Like, I mean, yeah, he fumbled, so he added to that, but like they're not coming out of the game with the same fire. And um, I mean, like think about back when we were all in grade school and it was substitute teacher day, like yeah, they'd have their assignment and like we would all know what to do, but like you didn't give the same effort, like you just you just never really did. And like that kind of lack lack of discipline. I mean, we're – you can maybe – I mean, maybe I'm off base here as to the cause of it, but we're seeing it on Sunday – on the last three Sundays. Lack of discipline manifesting itself in dumb turnovers. You've had a veteran running back fumbling the ball. Yep. Dumb penalties. both. Special teams sloppiness. So getting getting kicks blocked. Dwayne Washington, like, taking the ball out of the end zone for, like – like multiple times for no reason and getting tackled short of the 20. Like Let's when Deontay w- was a late scratch with his injury that he uh, occurred um, pretty late in the week last week. The plan should have been just fair catch it. And like, we'll start at the 20 or take, or take a touchback. And then like to bring it all full circle, I think there's also a lack of discipline in the offensive play calling. Um, and that and by lack of discipline and play calling i'm meaning um taking deep shots when we probably sh- should take more checkdowns, um and like just being like overly aggressive in in instances where we need to sustain drives and that's leading to three and outs and and the and the turnovers to bring it back around so um i don't know i i it's there's a lot of question marks right now that need answering very, in all phases,
1: literally in all phases. Special yeah. teams, I think yeah, teams, it's defense, been team.
0: bad all around. Defense is, hasn't been too bad, but special yeah. teams. No,
1: I, I would, I would like
0: Even to
1: see more pressure on the quarterback. And yeah, uh, I mean, obviously, what are we minus seven or so? Uh, in takeaways,
2: we're minus six.
1: Six, okay, minus six. I mean, you know, it's, <laughs> it's. I mean, Jameis is throwing. has thrown more interceptions than touchdowns so far. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Um Sean Payton is a genius. We always knew he was a genius, and that's hard to replace.
1: Is um, a genius going to Dallas?
2: Nah, that genius is sipping Bud Lights in the Fox Sports I I green
1: right room. Now,
3: I think the Chargers are probably No, he's never coaching the Saints again, but I think the Chargers are probably the early clubhouse favorite really? for sure. And Lincoln that's year. that's yeah. who we
2: want to trade for Peyton. We don't want Peyton in the NFC because that's no, going to no. bite us in the ass. Yeah, no. We want the Chargers to continue <clears> to decline, <throat> and they're getting just wrecked, wrecked by, injuries by injuries right now. Yeah, they just lost their left tackle. Austin Eckler looks like he's lost a step. Bosa's Justin out. Herbert. Yeah, Bosa is having the the dreaded groin surgery. He'll be back this year, but he's gonna be out for a couple weeks. And yeah. uh Herbert's I mean, got Herbert's, a yeah. got a banged up, yeah. banged up, banged up boobies. He's got yeah. uh rib injury. Banged, banged up <laughs> yeah. That's completely inaccurate, but I said it. Yeah, um,
3: yeah I think I think it is gonna be the Chargers. They they uh they've underwhelmed. Um, I mean Staley's only in his second year, but like they should have made the playoffs last year and didn't after some like questionable coaching situations and um their season's like off to a rocky start already. They have a like a a franchise quarterback who appears to, to be like a generational talent, um in his on a rookie contract. Uh Yeah, solid love that. Defense. yeah he's he's an LA guy. I mean, I think his daughter yeah. lives out there now. Um and uh and, and they need to make some sizzle uh, from a financial standpoint in that L.A. market. I mean, the Rams, Jacob, you know, um, have like all the market share out there. I mean, winning a Super Bowl helped do that. But um, I think I saw a stat that uh, the Rams, like, ra- like their TV ratings are like a 9.7 or something like that. The average NFL game in, in the L.A. market is like a 7 point something. And the Chargers rate below the average NFL game in the LA market. So they just don't have, they need, I only bring that up is that they need to create some sizzle. And if they fall flat again this year, they're just going to fall further behind in the, in the sports fan consciousness out there. And they yeah. like, they would need to hit a home run with a uh, a guy like Sean Payton. So they're going to um,
2: need to make a sexy hire if things go wrong. And if we don't write the ship, And we end up with you know less than eight or nine wins and a potential top fifteen pick. That pick's going to be in Philadelphia. We don't have a first round pick, so we We really, really need the Chargers to fall on their face and trade for Sean Payton. Otherwise, we are going to be a bad team with no first rounder next year
3: and no way
2: to because if things don't turn around, it stands to reason we're probably going to need to replace our quarterback. And we won't have a first-round pick to do that, so we'll be really far up shit's creek without a paddle at <laughs> all. Yeah. So, I, all this talk about coaching, I think begs uh, a larger, more existential question about the Saints organization, and I think it's something we have to ask ourselves now. They made all this noise about wanting continuity and consistency. With uh DA and, and Payton's coaching staff, but is it continuity and consistency or is it just complacency and a lack of innovation? Like, does this organization have the people up top to make innovative decisions and creative hires now that Sean Payton is gone? And I, I don't mean that in terms of like player acquisition because Mickey Loomis and his staff, that doesn't seem to be a problem. You know, this team, it's like you bought a PlayStation 5 and then you gave it to like a 10 year old that like doesn't know how to play Madden, and you've got all this like fancy hardware and you're just not executing with it. Like, are they gonna have the balls to fire Dennis Allen if we don't make the playoffs?
1: No. <sighs> well, so just yeah. one
0: season, uh yeah. Yeah. And I think look at look at some of the
2: other decisions that have been made by the Saints recently. Like Saints all you need to do is look at the all white uniforms and this shitty black helmet that okay, we're going to trot yeah. out on on uh, Sunday morning.
0: They can't blame that on coaching. Oh come on! No, man. no, okay, but it, w- it's
2: all these are the same people making these decisions on I'm Airline sure Sean Drive. Hayden
0: was the one who designed. Where they're approving them. But... I don't think they're the ones coming up with these ideas. Uh, Not I don't mean, it... need.
1: In you layman's know, maybe, terms,
2: are are we lame? Are we lame? Are these people lame? Are they capable of making hard decisions and hiring the well, next
0: that, Sean Payton? They've never, I, they've I, never. I think with the coaching, I think it was more lazy. It was convenient, and it, it was logical on the face value. It was logical, and it was convenient. They're right there. We have all this talent, you know. You you you're good. Right. And it turns out that, you know, it just it's just not working out the way it was supposed to, you know, and I think they just but took it, the easy it, way out. Instead of but looking it could be a simple.
1: It could be a simple explanation. It could be Jameis is just really his back is really the issue.
2: Yeah, I think we, that's that's what we should be hoping is the problem, is that yeah. this is a temporary issue caused by an injury, and that he will get better, and then but things not, will. No, go, no.
0: But he's no, not you, going you to get better. You can't explain special teams play. Teams in this poor on on Jameis's back.
3: Right. No, uh, uh, Jameis's back There's is other first, aspects
0: of this team yeah. that aren't performing well. Right. And it's got but, nothing to do with Jameis.
3: Yeah, of course, Jameis's back isn't the only issue. There are a lot of like legitimate issues and a lot of very legitimate reasons to question whether like Da and Pete were the right hires. But I do like I I don't think it's like Pollyanna ish to believe that Jameis's back that our starting quarterback playing with four broken vertebrae and him playing poorly probably as a result of that is the biggest issue hurting literally this football team. So. Um, but like, I mean, I feel like these are all things that we'll see over time and whether like DA should have been the guy. Um, I mean, I've, uh, I've got a few thoughts on it. I mean, and I've said previously on this pod that like DA, you have to assume that he is self-aware enough to know that this is. His last chance of being a head coach in the NFL. Not necessarily. I'm saying this season, but like if he is fired from the Saints at any point in the right. next few years, because you'll right, never co- right. be a head coach. He was given. He was
1: given. He was given keys to a Cadillac, or right. Whatever. Well, especially and after and he
3: crashed it. his last Cadillac. Yeah, well, right. The, the Raiders weren't a Cadillac exactly. They were a little shittier car at that right. time, especially. But um,
2: Jamarcus Russell is more like the Oscar Mayer mobile or something, right? Right.
3: Well so like so DA like has to realize that like this is his last chance. So he's you think he's going to be aggressive. Like maybe if the offense doesn't take off, like maybe he fires Pete, who apparently like remember if you guys remember reports, he was like going to retire or something, or like he didn't want to be the offensive coordinator. So I don't know what's going on there. But um but at the same time, I so on one hand the other hand, uh I, I mean, I, I still am hesitant to say that making the continuity hires um not the right, answer the right is move. The right? I mean, obviously, like, the end will prove whether the means was correct one way or the other. But, like, I mean, it's cliche to say, but, like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, especially in the context of the Saints' organizational history. Like, the, the Sean Payton era was – the exception, not the norm of the previous like 50 or so years of like the saints history. Like this was like literally the golden era. And like, maybe you could say like, Oh, well like, you're not gonna like, why try to extend it? Like you might as well start fresh. But like, at the same time, there was so much evidence there that said, you know, like this culture is good. Like why upset the apple cart? Like, and Maybe we'll we'll see where that worked out. Um the other interesting thing to note is that Dennis Allen, if you really think about it, is the first head coach in Saints history with actual like expectations of winning uh immediately. Sean Payton didn't have that. I guess you could uh Jim Hazlitt didn't have that. Uh I guess you could argue maybe that Mike Ditka did just because of his like background and right. reputation. Right. But all the have, other All the other Saints head coaches... Hank Stram. Yeah, yes, exactly. Same situation. But all the other Saints head coaches were brought in because the previous guy sucked and got fired. So, like, they were brought in to fix or try at least to fix a broken team, whether that was, like, culturally or just, like, personnel-wise. DA, on the other hand, was viewed as the smart choice because he helped rebuild the roster scheme and culture of the team that had had five straight winning seasons. Uh, so, so I don't know. It, it's kind it is kind of a double-edged sword when you think about G it. Is he in right? over his head? Well, well, yeah. I mean, I guess that, that would be the follow-up question. Um, is the guy yeah. who, who failed as it has the only other time he's been a head coach. Um, was, was he a failure there because he was in an impossible situation in Oakland where literally really no one would have succeeded? Cereal. Or is he just not cut out to be a head coach in the NFL? Um, and I guess you could like extrapolate that to Pete Carmichael. Um, is he not cut out to be the face and voice of, of the a offense. good NFL offense? So, man, um, yeah, lots of questions.
2: Yeah, are we, and by we, I don't just mean us, I mean the Houdet Nation as a whole, are we being too impatient with Dennis Allen? And that's a question I need to ask myself because I've been fairly vocal on the pod and in my articles and just yelling at random people on the streets of LA that like... <laughs> uh I am horrified by like what I've seen through the first 3 games. You know, it's like uh, I quoted this in my article, but like which everyone should read. Um, but as as Ian Fleming wrote in in the Goldfinger novel, once is happenstance, twice is coincidence, three times is enemy action. And we've seen the same team show up Three weeks mm-hmm. in a row. It's been identically bad performances. The same issues every week, and it's not like it's been every week. There's something different, but there's like some good to, to take from it. This has been like the same, uh, like French Quarter pothole puddle Song full and, of uh, shit pit vomit, and who knows what Song else. Song and Pony
1: Show. Yeah, it's been the same. Yeah, it's you the know, same. It, it's been so.
2: Yeah, the same like consistent mistakes and like to me that's disturbing and that's why I'm asking yeah, these questions. And, yeah, I feel like there's a clear pattern here. But having said all that, Sean, how does this turn around?
1: I don't know. Is this is this a must win Sunday? Well,
3: must win in the context of like what? Like being a championship contender? To turn the season around.
1: Just turning the season around.
3: Yeah. I think uh, it is. Yeah, it probably is. Um, I mean. At least making the season respectable. Yeah. I I think so. And it's funny.
1: And this Um, is a good team. So, I mean, I think this. The Vikings?
3: They don't play well on the road.
0: And and let's face it, this is a road game for both teams.
3: Yeah.
1: And the
0: Vikings do not do well outside of their stadium.
2: We can get to the, the Viking stuff in a few minutes, but I will say that they have enough talent that if we come out flat and get behind, well, they will absolutely destroy, destroy
0: us. That's right. Well, we uh, would have got destroyed last week if Baker Mayfield could have completed a couple of passes.
2: Yeah, Kirk Cousins might not be uh, not the greatest bad. quarterback in the world, but he's good enough to eviscerate us.
0: No, I agree with you uh, there. If we're flat. We're going to get destroyed.
2: But, yeah. Sean, so – if we are gonna turn this around, like A, like how how is that gonna happen yeah. in the season, in the context of the season? And B, it may be things don't work out with Jameis in the long term, like and the season is kind of a failure, but like how how would we go about fixing these issues next year?
3: Yeah. So short-term fix, I mean and like I mean, I guess kind of bring it full circle around again. I mean, the great debate is Like, do you bench Jameis in favor of Andy Dalton? Um, And the Saints kind of sent mixed signals today on that. Uh, They rested Jameis, as you said, Gary. And uh, um, Andy Dalton took first-team reps today in practice. Oh, he took –
1: obviously he had to, right, yeah. Yeah,
3: and Taysom actually uh, took took the backup reps. So um, that might indicate that they're planning on sitting Jameis, but then – Uh, They had to. I mean,
1: what were they going to do, Sean? I mean, if Jameis was just,
3: you know, right. But but but
1: obviously, yeah. Well, so Jameis was saying
3: afterwards that he'll be back practicing tomorrow and that they're anticipating him being the starter. So, um, I don't know what's going to happen there. I don't know if this is a situation where like Jameis is unfixable until he is healthy and how that happens. I don't know. Maybe though, um, it takes Jameis and Pete Carmichael getting together um, establishing more of rhythm and uh, with their, their play calling, what kind of routes um, we want to go to, to establish a rhythm and, and get us going. Um, that would, I mean, a rhythm on offense is such a big thing because we, we see the flashes of it. There've been, uh, I mean, obviously the end of the, the, the Atlantic game. game was, was, was some beautiful, was beautiful offense. And, and, I mean, it would be tough to expect that literally every drive, but then there've been uh, two or three drives in these past couple games that the, the offense has been clicking as, as, it, as, it, as it should. And then it, it's either like too late in the game when we're playing catch up against a prevent defense or early in the game, we'll get down and then a, either a killer penalty or a killer, um, Fumble ruins the drive. So stop turning the ball over. Um we fumbled four times already this year and we fumbled five times all of last season. So <laughs> yeah. <stop laughs> <doing that. laughs> yeah, um and uh yeah, special Teams um just needs to like get it shit together. Which lots is problem. I, mean, I I I really don't have too many critiques. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um I I I don't know. I mean, he might be rusty. He was off all of last year, but, um, hopefully, uh, let's rounds back in the form. And then, uh, not again, not too many complaints in the defensive side. Like I said, they've been good enough for us to be three and zero. Oh, um, but the pass yeah, rush does need to get time. going. Um, cam Jordan, Marcus Davenport, Peyton Turner, uh, Passigneau, the the interior D lineman, like they need to start. I mean, they've been getting some pressure, but they need to start finishing those plays. um, but uh, you've yeah. been happy with Matthew Tyron. He's definitely probably a step slower than I mean, naturally he's he's a year older than he was last year. As, as <sighs> aren't we all? Everyone, we? but um, I haven't noticed a drop off in our defense. And like we I said, we we're placing May. three starters in our secondary, so we're, Marcus we're May, missing you pleased with? Uh, he's been good enough. I mean, he was out last week with his uh, wrist injury, and we still—I mean, again, like we've played. I, if it fa- I, I find any like sweeping critiques of the defense. Um, yeah, have we held the last better.
0: two teams to under 300 yards?
3: Right. Yeah. I mean, and like,
0: 13, 15 points. I mean, that's yes. you should win. you should enough enough win. Enough Yes, That's good right. enough.
3: The, the defense has some some things it needs to figure out but like i just think the offense is the way bigger culprit no doubt so so um, what's the
1: situation with thomas and uh jarvis
3: Either i think jarvis play? is closer to playing again than mike thomas is um i believe jarvis uh was practiced practiced today in like a limited capacity um yeah, mike thomas was out today but i feel like if I mean, but he traveled with the team though, and I feel like if it was like a terrible injury, it would have been reported by now. So he might miss the week, but um, I'm not
2: worried about them. It doesn't seem like it's long term. Yeah,
3: yeah, and
2: it's also worth noting that Jarvis's injury was because Jameis threw a bad pass.
3: Yeah, he had to like bend
2: over backwards to catch it.
3: Uh, Yeah, I feel like we've been also negative and rightly so this podcast, but let's also like if we want to have a shred of positivity. Um, especially on the offensive side, Chris Olave is awesome. Um, he is, he's he. I mean, he's had a few rough moments. I mean, uh, especially in the Bucks game, but uh, I think. I mean, it was just a second game. right? Exactly, know? and we we definitely gave up a lot to draft him, but um, I think he's going to be extremely special and um, everything we wanted. And, and hope it doesn't go to waste. So. Right? Exactly. I mean. <laughs> Again, it might just be his rookie season that, that's wasted, but um, yeah, I think we they got a good one there. And uh, I mean, and staying on the Ohio State uh, train, like Pete Werner has been awesome um, the last the last this whole season really. Um, and putting him next to Demario, and it's just like funny in hindsight that there's so many like LSU Homer Saints fans who were like tantruming that we let Quan Alexander walk. Um, and I mean to Pete Werner's credit, he's like gone above and beyond to prove that he deserved to be the, the starter alongside DeMario. So, um, yeah, I mean, if we only drafted Ohio state players in the first couple of rounds, uh, going forward, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too mad. So, um, yeah, those, those guys, it is really exciting, um, to see those guys, uh, blossoming and, um, I think they'll both be staples of our offense and defense um, respectively for for years to come. So um, not all is lost. Uh, there's still a lot of talent on this team and it'd be unfortunate if this season like doesn't turn around get you away we, from waste a year um, and have to like rebuild the uh, next season, especially without a first round pick. Well, our own first round pick, I, I do believe that we will get at least one, Rashawn Payton this offseason. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so a um, lot, lot of work to do.
2: So will that work begin uh, this week in foggy London town? What do we all think about the game? I think it's time that we uh, – oh, my dad's making a really weird face.
0: Uh, <laughs> well, it's hard to be optimistic after watching the last three weeks. I think yes, it might dude.
2: be time to to talk about the Vikings game and give our completely Prediction. accurate, one hundred percent true predictions. Predictions okay. of what's going to happen. Um, Dad, you want to go first? Not really. Okay.
0: <laughs> I will. I mean, I don't. Okay.
2: Well, then don't go first. <laughs>
0: okay. No, I'll go first if you want. I'll go first if you want. I haven't thought about it too much, but like I said, I, I can't be real optimistic about this. Um, I still think. Jameis is going to play, unfortunately. And I think he needs to sit at least, you know, one week. So somebody else out there who's got experience and we know can play quarterback. And uh, maybe these guys, I, you know, one of the things I've noticed was, uh, and, and somebody else pointed this out, that, um, you know, when, when Peyton, you know, Peyton would hold players accountable. If you screwed up, you went to the sideline, you got an earful. These coaches don't do that, and I, I, I don't think things are going to turn around. I think the players are going to have to hold themselves accountable. The leaders are going to have to take control for this thing to turn around and you know it's only been one week. I just I think we go down like 28, 21.
2: Well at least we scored 21 points.
0: yeah in we your give version a version of reality. Yeah. Because I think the defense is probably getting sick and tired of watching the offense fuck up for you know sixty minutes. It's got to get to them sooner or later. So that's my prediction. Pessimism. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Papa John, what do you think?
1: Um, I somewhat I agree with with Gary. I think it's twenty four seventeen uh, Vikings.
2: All right. Anything you'd you would you like to add some color to that?
1: Uh, <laughs> no not really uh, it's just it's um <laughs> i'm afraid it's gonna be same old same old i certainly hope i'm wrong believe me and i'm not that smart to be able to don't not that knowledgeable but i so far what i've seen <laughs> uh is not very optimistic so i don't know i don't know if there's anything that uh is uh to turn this ship around, yeah. I haven't noticed that, Gary, but uh, so uh, Alan doesn't get into these guys' faces, huh?
2: No, no,
0: neither does Carmichael. Well, Mark.
2: well not that we've
1: seen,
0: well, not well, like Peyton did. I mean, maybe you know, in the locker room, who knows, but
1: I would love to, I would it's love so to sloppy, you know, it's
0: room. just like they're all out there on their own little islands.
1: Yeah. Whenever the fuck so, they want. Well, I mean, it's obvious that, that there's very little discipline on this team right now. You know,
0: it's
1: not a disciplined team. The
0: they're playing not Totally
1: undisciplined. Yep. And I'm sure that's what the national media is saying as well.
2: Now they've already forgotten we exist.
1: <laughs> well, I'm surprised that they have us ranked as high as they do. I figured it would be... In the mid 20s. Yeah, maybe.
3: You know? I don't know. The NFC as a whole is like pretty shitty this year. There's literally only one undefeated team. And uh, well, there's really, really only team.
1: two undefeated teams in the whole league.
3: Right, exactly. So this is so- going
2: to be like 2008 when, when uh, the Bucks in the division at eight and eight. Or sure. uh, what was the, the second year that happened? It was like 2014 yeah. when the Panthers won at but seven I mean- and nine.
1: To already be to already be one and two in the division is is, is you know that's only one game out of first place. <laughs> yeah, not uh, not technically not no one and a no because the Bucks have a uh, half
3: game. Honest, you know, tiebreaker, on us, but I don't know tiebreaker the Bucks, as does you know the Bucks. I think are do, like a paper um, tiger, like they've got injuries and. I mean, well, they also have. Fortunately to some, say, they've got some stuff to deal with on their. They home have front some, yeah. Home they've got well. some logistics so, to deal with. So we'll see. You know. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, I guess I'll give my prediction for the game. I'm actually predicting we win twenty to seventeen. Um, I think uh, the defense plays mostly well, but uh, gives up a Dalvin Cook touchdown. Uh, he's a little banged up. I think he dislocated his shoulder, but he's he's expected to play. Um, I think Marshawn Lattimore does a good job on um, Justin Jefferson, but uh, Bradley Roby gets switched on to Adam Thielen and gives up a touchdown to him. Um, and uh, But I, I think the Saints' uh, defense helps them out on the scoreboard. Tyron Matthew gets a pick six on uh, Kurt, old Kirk Kurt Cousins, and the Saints are able to um, score a few more times as well. And uh, the ghost of Gary Anderson – Haunts the the Minnesota Vikings and they miss a field goal, uh, and the Saints win.
1: Uh, well, well, it, sees, uh, I think you're optimistic, but at least you're not. Uh, oh, no, that's Jacob. It's what 99 to what? Not,
3: not 63. 63. 63. He's, He's, 62 to three. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah.
2: Last week, I, I've actually been fairly accurate on a week to week basis. Last week, hey, I was pretty- right, I predicted we'd lose. And uh, we did. We we just never play well in Carolina. Um, But this week, I think everybody is so down on the team. And like the majority expects us to come out flat again and lose and not fix any of the mistakes. I think we're going to win. I think we'll get we'll get back to 500. And you're right. This kind of seems like it's going to be an up and down season. And. I think this might be one of the weeks where we actually look okay. And I think we should bench Jameis. Not, the jury's still out on like whether or not he's the quarterback of the future. The doomsday clock is definitely ticking in that regard. But I think we should sit him and let him get healthy. And I, I, I will go out on a limb and say that we will bench him this week. And that Dalton will start, and we'll win forty-two to nothing, and just absolutely <laughs> embarrass yeah, well, I, I, the Minnesota Vikings. And Saints fans will start wait. a quarterback controversy, and okay, like minute, Sean. we won't be able to enjoy the victory because okay, so, there, there will right, be so chaos.
1: Jacob. So you're drinking the Kool-Aid again, huh, J- huh Jacob?
2: I'm just uh, I'm just going with the flow, man. Just going with the flow. Well, going know, with my loses. gut.
1: That leads me to my, uh, I guess, next segue to the next sports. Um, You know, before I was really optimistic on uh, the Pelicans and the um, (laughs) this year. Thinking that, you know, they were going to be hot shit. And then it's I'm going to wait and see. Show me what you got, Pelicans, before I drink the Kool-Aid
3: well okay good thank you dad <laughs> very insightful i just um,
1: well I'm just, uh, <laughs> i just saw i just i got for this kool-aid drinking here in the city kool-aid drinking well
3: if there's if, if you do want a taste of grounded optimism i do think um and as hard as we've been on da and the coaching staff this week um rightfully so i i, I obviously but i think it was a, actually a very smart move that we um the team flew to London. Um, I think it was like right, almost yeah. right after the game.
1: Really the Vikings did, yeah. aren't.
3: The Vikings, the Vikings are getting there until Thursday. Yeah, until Thursday <laughs> or Friday. So, um, I mean, who knows? But I, I think that I think that was a smart move by us. It was a mistake by the Vikings. Yeah, I and, heard
1: Jameis talk about that. I think yeah. that was.
3: a I don't and know. Jameis Decker.
1: Is that what we've done in the past? We, I, I, uh, think, I think light that light? is what
3: we've done in the past. But I, I also, we haven't brought this up, but uh, in the spirit of time being a flat circle, um, let's remember back in 2017 when um, the Saints started 0-2. Uh, and our if you guys remember, we got our ass kicked on national television by the Vikings, and then our ass kicked in the Dome by Tom Brady and the Patriots. And people were starting to r- rumble and grumble about Sean Payton's job because this was coming off of the three straight seven to nine seasons. Um And like- I, I
2: remember, and I can't believe I fucking said this, but I remember saying to multiple people that I wanted Matt Patricia as the Saints' next head coach. Matty Patty. Oh, <laughs> and that man. would have been... Literally the, that, like they could have trotted out like a garbage pail with a wig and
1: it would have
3: been. <laughs> sure, was that the year
0: that the that. third game was in Carolina?
3: So yes, we, yeah. are, we we had a get right game and blew out Carolina in Carolina. Yeah. We went like then, to Canada Rock. Well, game four was when we played the Dolphins in London. Oh, is that what 20 one? to nothing? And that was game two of what ended up being a 10-game winning streak. And uh, I mean, that's when I went to work for the saints and I'm sure there's no correlation there, but Um, regardless, (laughs) um, yeah, I mean, I mean, we had had our get right game before London that year, but we were still one and two going, going overseas. And uh, to a man, uh, members of that team said that that week in London really brought the team close together and kind of galvanized the locker room um, into kind of the winning machine that it ended up becoming more often than not for the next five seasons. So um, yeah. again, maybe I'm grasping at straws here, but the similarities are like way too eerie. Um, to, oh, to I hope not you're right. Knowledge. So, and so we'll see. Right. Um, we'll see. Uh, and uh, we'll see how strong the culture is. We'll see how strong, um, these guys' desires to win are, and um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting game for sure. Well,
0: I think we're going to know by the end of the first quarter right. how the game's going to I mean, We either going to come out ready to play so, wait, or we're going to be flat again.
1: So wait, show no, right the away. At six? the game's at 6.30 for you?
3: 6.30 <laughs> in the morning for Jacob and myself. <laughs> yeah.
1: you
0: when the comes up <laughs> how we're going to do. The rest, yeah.
3: I better not have to wake up that early to watch a stinker. So, um, come on, come on, saints.
2: As they say in London, Accio winning streak. It's a
3: Harry Potter said? joke.
2: Laugh at my no, Harry Potter do.
3: joke, <laughs> you know. As okay. Queen Elizabeth <laughs> recently said, <Who>
2: <laughs> Oh, god, <laughs> have,
0: they, have they buried her yet?
2: It's getting dark. The pod's getting
1: dark. She was buried last week.
3: Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. I must have missed
3: it. Yeah.
1: I don't know how you could have missed it. It was on all day. <laughs> I didn't watch. I'm yes. sure you had better things to do, Gear. Well, just about anything. I I feel
2: like Sean's inspirational speech about the similarities to 2017 was a good way to end the podcast. So I'm, I'm afraid to say this, but is there anything anybody wants to get off their chest before we get out of here?
3: Well, I'm sure my dad might have some thoughts on the great service he's encountered um, when purchasing vehicles from Royal Honda. Uh,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was great. <laughs> oh, one, oh go, go ahead, John. Uh, I'm at a loss, yes. Uh, Friendly yeah, and knowledgeable Royal
3: salespeople? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Great, great salespeople, great service. Uh, so if you're in uh, shopping for a car,
3: go to Royal Honda. they will take care of you. Watch out, Don Draper. There's a new pitch man on the <laughs> ad beat.
2: <laughs> I can't believe it took us three or four weeks of having Royal Honda as a sponsor to mention this, but the Odyssey van purchased by the Haspels from Royal Honda was the location of the infamous Dragonite story between me and Sean. It's true. And I'm sure most of our listeners have heard this because there are close friends and family. But
1: Well, actually, that Honda was also purchased, and I can't remember, but he was Lyndon Lassiter, I think. A two-lane running back was the sales manager at Royal Honda.
3: That's brilliant.
2: Glad his football That's career great. worked out. <laughs>
3: Yeah. <laughs> hey, you might be one of our yeah. listeners. Thank you. You know what? Yeah. Service.
1: It was, it was a pretty shitty sure. football weekend, wasn't it, Sean? Did did Oklahoma's yeah. loss take? Any we don't need to talk sting? about that. Did, 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 did Oklahoma's loss take any of the sting out of it? Yeah. Always good to see them lose. So.
2: Okay. Um.
1: On that note.
2: Yeah. Do we I think we've we've ad libbed enough about Royal Honda, unless Sean, you want to come up with something else off the top uh, of your head.
3: I couldn't have said it better than the old man did himself. All right.
2: Well, for Sean Haspel, John Haspel, Gary Krasno, I'm Jacob Krasno, and this has been Black and Gold BS, the Irreverent Saints podcast from Boot Crew Media, presented by Royal Honda. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram and all the socials. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts and Podbean. We should be on Spotify by the time this comes out for the people that listen to their podcasts on Spotify. Um, yeah. Uh, listen to us, rate us, review us, make fun of us. Just give us attention. <laughs> Please give us attention and, and hope that the Saints win and we're not doing this for the next... 14 weeks in a state of perpetual misery. <laughs> so we're going to win. We're going to win next week.
0: Oh, so. It was All sense. right.
1: Who that?
2: Who that? Who that?